Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in a different setting. I am not in the dark, damp, cold office that I normally find myself in. I am here in Charleston, South Carolina, with some incredible people. As always, we got Brad. How's it going, guys? I'm a little jealous I'm not down there yet. I will be tomorrow, but I am a little jealous, I'll be honest. Come on. And we have the man who's normally behind the camera, but in front of the camera, Silas, how are you doing That's today, right, sir? That's right, man. I'm doing great. Great to be here. Exciting, exciting week for everyone, really. Um, yeah, it does. Super excited to be here. I was thinking through as we were recording this today, I'm like, normally I'll like make a note of like, oh, Silas will throw this on the screen. And I was like, I'm going to have to phrase that differently today <laughs> because it's like... <laughs> Oh, no, he's, when am I, yeah, all this. So it's going to be fantastic, uh, and very excited to have you on, sir. Yeah. Uh, Brad, how is, uh, is, like, is it just as hot up there as it is down here? Yeah, I, I threw the discs we're going to talk about later today. I actually threw them at, like, 7 o'clock this morning or so, and already it's just, like, so humid. Um, luckily, I have my flippy Dude, disc golf shirt on, but, and so it wasn't terrible. I didn't feel sticky, but man, it's hot already. So I know I'm going to drive into some uh, more humidity and some more weather, but Hey, with good company, you don't really think about the heat, I suppose. Right. Amen. But you mentioned that flippy shirt. I think it's a great time to talk about our today's sponsor. Yeah. Let's jump into this ad read real quick. Uh, tell you a little bit about flippy and then we'll uh, get into the episode. Do you want to look fresh on the disc golf course? Well, polos are for ball golf. Find your new style today at Flippy Disc Golf. Flippy creates super soft, stretchy, and lightweight jerseys with men and women disc golfers in mind. The lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric keeps you cool on the course and lets you throw smooth and freely without any snagging or stickiness. Flippy also offers customization to your jerseys, perfect for tournament player packs, doubles teams, or sponsored players. All Foundation viewers receive 10% off with code FOUNDATION10 at checkout. That's you in the bag, listeners. This deal only lasts a week, so order online now at flippydiscgolf.com. Link in the description. And hey, I will say, ad read aside, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Don't know if you can see it. It's Foundation customized here. I believe this is called their Recon uh, jersey. Uh, so I'm, I'm loving that. But I know Silas and I are big fans of Flippy Disc Golf, despite oh, yeah. the ad read. Um, you know, I was out this morning, it was super humid and, you know, I'm sweating like crazy, but I don't feel like that. I mean, it's really, it really does moisture wick. It's not sticking to my body and it dries very quickly. By the time I came from the field to the warehouse, which is about like a five minute drive, my, my shirt was already dry. So I've been extremely, extremely pleased with mine. Silas, what about you? Yeah, man, it's been like a hundred percent humidity down, down here in Charleston and Man, let me tell you, the moisture wicking is phenomenal. The customization is phenomenal. We got foundation um, branding on the sides, on the sleeves. Uh, just really, really good product nonetheless. Yeah, and Robbie is actually getting his first flippy uh, disc golf shirts this week too. So. All, all the hype. I love a good shirt. Uh, and as someone, yeah, who it joins Brad in the I think about going outside and all of a sudden I'm just like sweating. I am very excited to have a good shirt because we were talking before we recorded that like, yeah, a dry fit sometimes just feels like it's like a second layer of skin when you're playing mm -hmm. in this much humidity. And so, yeah, yeah if, Flippy, if Flippy can fix that, I'll flip. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and I'll, they have some sweet hats too. So the hat I'm wearing right now is their, uh, I believe they call the feather hat uh, flat bill. So uh, loving that too. Uh, so very happy with them. Thank you, 
Flippy for uh, sponsoring this podcast and also the whole Charleston weekend. The whole Creators Cup tournament is sponsored by Flippy. They've went above and beyond, uh, made us some sick jerseys. Um, actually went ahead and made Robbie one just for just for fun, and oh, he, awesome. he doesn't know what his nickname says on the back yet, Silas. So, um, oh, excited all for right. him to see that today. So, sick. anyway, uh, thank you, Flippy Disc Golf. Let's get into the episode. All right, so Silas, we have you here looking at your bag. Uh, you have really, it looks like two, oh, there is a trilogy in there, yep. So you have three different manufacturers represented. You got the classics, right? Discraft, Innova, and then a little bit of trilogy, just like salt base sprinkled in there. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's start off with your distance drivers, talk through. One thing that I do notice is that you have... You have no duplicates of molds yeah. in your bag. Yeah. So talk me through that a little bit. Obviously, we've in the podcast we talked before about like I believe in that subconscious confidence, things like that. Is it because are you still because you've not been playing that long, right? No. Yeah. So me and Brad, we we kind of got into it um, the same time of the year during the COVID boom and all that. So I've only we played I think, our first what, round together. By the way, That's we did our very we first did. round. We played together. Yeah. That was okay. that was big big moment there. Um, I, what, like a year, a year and a half, a year and nine months Yeah, going on two months. years, yeah, something like very that. Close. This fall, it'll be two years for us. Okay. Yeah. 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 So two years, uh, it's been great though. Love it. Okay. And, and uh, Silas, before we jump in your bag, do you want to, let's get to know you as a player a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah. I got so excited so, in my different uh, environment. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, you're just seeing disc everywhere on those walls, and you're just like, hey, let's talk about this. It's, it's um, a lot to take in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Robbie, let's walk uh, Silas through our qu- normal questions that we're asking our viewers yeah, here absolutely. to get to know him a little bit better. So, I've been playing, like I said, a year, nine months uh, in that range. So, how far would you say is your controlled max distance? Okay. Um, like, if I'm throwing that Nuke SS, probably like 350 back okay. backhand, 350 backhand. That's awesome. Okay. And then if you're saying forehand, how far are you tossing a forehand out? Forehand on like a flex line. Are we talking flex line or just like golf line? Uh, it, whatever, however you want to get there. Perfect. If it's how far out are you like, I can throw a forehand and I right. feel like I can reach a hole that is okay. this length. Uh, probably a little bit further than that on the forehand just because okay. I feel like the forehand's a little bit more powerful right now. Yeah. Uh, so like probably 365. Okay. That is. That's I can good validate distance. that. I've seen him throw that. You throw your thrasher on forehand, right? Mainly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I do love the Raptor, and I've been really loving the Destroyer on forehand. Um. The, recently. So. The Destroyer yeah. is money. Uh. That there's a reason that it feels like so many companies duplicate the Destroyer. Yeah. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, okay. No, that's awesome. Are we lining you up now? Sounds like. Sounds like you got a cannon especially if you're being this new to the game. So let's talk about putting. Uh, All right. We get to putting. You have 10 putts from 15 feet, 25, and 40 feet. How many are you making? Um, 15 p- of feet, not Pete. 15 um. Pete's. Line them up in a row. How many are you hitting? 15 feet. I'm probably making nine out of those, nine out of ten, just because there's always that one that is uh, – I, I always <laughs> miss one. I, I feel like – I feel like in almost every round, I miss one of those silly putts that I should be making. So That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, and then what was the other 20? 25 and then 40. 25? Okay, I'm probably making, I'll say half. Okay. I'll say yeah. half, I, I think. 
and then 40, maybe, maybe two, okay. maybe three. Yeah. Something like that. Giving it a chance, putting it in the right direction. You feel like from yeah. 40, you can get it in the vicinity of Yeah, the I really like the step putt. I've, I've been really liking the step putt recently. Um, so I think that gets me there. Um, and one thing I do like about the step putt is when you're, when you're going, um, it, it seems like it doesn't go as far away from the basket as maybe a jump putt would. That is, that is so fascinating that you say that. As an aside, let us know in the comments. Let us know in reviews because we appreciate all of it. I like have this dream in my heart of having, because I feel like Hunter and Brody both have really good step putts. Mm. I have this idea of what if we recorded like a how-to make a step putt for the foundation channel. There like, you go. That could be, I feel like that could be good. So if you guys yeah. want to see that, let us know. Uh, we're always looking for new content here on the foundation network in general because there's a lot of content coming out y'all so okay awesome i totally i'm with you on that step putt uh because the jump putt it's like a pet peeve of mine when people just love throwing jump putts because i'm like you realize how much control you're sacrificing right so <laughs> yeah. that's good to that's good to know all right so okay 40 feet we're step putting we're hitting two out of three that is awesome what is the biggest strength of your game mm. Probably just the forehand right now, and it it differs, it changes. Um, okay. So it's never, you know, when I first started, it was putting. I, I used to like drain putts, um, but I couldn't throw far at all. Um, so now I feel like the forehand is probably the, probably the strongest part of the game. Okay, that is awesome. That is awesome. I can I can validate that as well. He has a it's an impressive forehand. You know, you know he's like eighty feet tall. So the way he can like whip that forehand out there is it's impressive. You know, a short, a shorter mortals here are, I'm a little jealous of the, the mechanics there. And it's, it's so, it's, it's fascinating to me as well, because Brad, I know you would not say a forehand is a strength of your game by any mm -hmm. means, um, especially the distance forehand. So it's, it's always, I love seeing how players develop of y'all started literally at the same time and that shot it's just how you end up leaning on one or another do you have like a background in sports at all um not not too much um i i played football in high school um a little bit uh believe freshman and sophomore year okay um and then yeah that's that's pretty much it so i've i feel like i've always been like in the outdoors kind of active um but not like super athletic i would say okay okay that's awesome. Brad, I like I've not thought about this before. Like I'm sitting here looking at Silas's hands. Do you have big hands, Brad? Me? Yeah, yeah, for my size I would say for sure. Okay. Yeah. Like Silas, your hands are massive. Uh they seem. Uh but that makes sense because oh. you're a big guy. So like <laughs> that that fits. So I've always wondered like on forehands that like people talk about like the lankiness of your arms and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also always wonder for like forehands, I'll have to talk to Josh and like other coaches and stuff about this. Like, I wonder if literally the lankiness of your fingers, like depending on how you grip the disc, ah. if longer fingers give another extra rotation point, like, I well, I, sense. okay. Can I, I, my thought is, um, although like, my hands are bigger, my fingers are like thick um, so okay. it's hard for me, like on a, sorry for audio listeners, but this stacked grip here is yeah. really hard for me. That's why I do this, like, um, almost like a power grip sort of thing like this. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. I forget exactly the name for this grip, but that's yeah. the only power grip I found that's, 
yeah, it's the only grip that has really been comfortable to me. But like my fingers are thick. My finger takes up more. I mean, half of my finger takes up this entire rim. Yeah. So, and that's on a mid. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's on a mid. So drivers, you can imagine, I feel like I have no room on this stacked grip. So now, but now that I've been using this power grip, I do feel like it's more stable. It's sitting more comfortably back in my hand. And, you know, we were playing our weekly the other day, Silas and, um, on Falling Creek, I think it's whole, is it six where you come back up to the top of the hill and it's the one tucked in the line of trees and you, it's basically a forehand off the tee. I think that's, I think that's eight. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is eight. Uh, but eight. Um, I have been liking the Thrasher on forehand. Like I said, I have. I've been typically throwing that backhand. But uh, I parked that basket as only like 15 feet. Oh, you know, awesome. pen high. So it's getting there. It's just getting comfortable. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I just I don't know if I'm ever going to have like biologically with my hands. I don't know if I'm ever going to have like this super comfortable forehand. So it's just going to be. Hey, I break it out. I mean, that holds what two. 60 or something yeah. like that it's not super so, far but it kind of bends to the right yeah you have to have so about 300 it's definitely feet a of power yeah. yeah and you know i'm just accepting like hey i have that's my shot for a if i have a forehand off the tee i'm i can get out to 250 if i need 300 feet of power that sort of thing and then for everything else i'm going to lean on those understable discs so sorry on yeah. the tangent there but yeah i think that's definitely i think your fi- the finger length width definitely has to have something to do with the forehand. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's a great For point. Because sure. everybody can wrap their hand underneath in some form or fashion on the backhand, unless you have. But funny enough, I think females actually uh, like, especially if they have like the longer acrylic nails. I actually have them end up throwing a lot more forehands because they can set the pad flat on the bottom of the disc. Yeah. Uh, so that my, makes my sense. wife primarily throws forehand. And which is interesting. And I'll say one more thing while we're just talking about grip and we'll talk about this, like with this episode, we're going to talk mid ranges with Silas, not to spoil it, but you know, I think there's also a reason that even mid ranges, I'm fan gripping everything just because I still feel it's the feel in the hand. And I, you know, crunching all of these, all of my digits on the rim, you know, driver is just kind of how you have to throw it, but uh, it feels like I have more space. If I put that finger on the top, and fan out these fingers for it's for control too right but yeah. it's more of a comfort thing for me that's totally fair so speaking of drivers all right so silas yeah you have seven drivers in your bag one two three four six drivers six drivers because the vulture the vulture crosses that 10 speed so okay. we're going to call it a distance driver do you consider your heat a distance driver as well like in your mind or you call it a fairway um, I would say I would say a fairway. It feels more like a fairway to me, but yeah, okay. I would also agree with you. It's a fairway, but some people some people live in that like nine speed and up is distance driver category, uh-huh. and I think those people are crazy. So uh, <laughs> the vulture, though, that's a ten speed. It's up there. So you've got six different distance drivers, uh, and there there seems to be like so. Walk me through sort of a why why six unique ones yeah yeah okay um so what's what's first on there nuke and nuke ss yeah nuke and nuke ss okay nuke um also i want to preface this with i do work at a disc golf company that's fair and we do see a lot of discs um go in and out and so my bag is uh changing constantly amen um 
So just want to just want to throw that yeah, out there. It's a revolving door. It's yeah. good. It's good. Um, but Nuke and Nuke SS, Nuke SS. Just I I just like to put a ton of hyzer for for like a really far like furthest distance shot on backhand. Um, never throw that forehand, but just a great just rip out there. Let a hyzer flip up and and turn and let it fade back. Okay. Um, as far as Nuke, I really like that on the forehand. Um, and that one is a brand new nuke, and so it's pretty overstable. Okay. So I can just kind of flex it yeah. um, for that m- max distance on the forehand, I would say. What, what plastic is your nuke in? That's uh, ESP Swirl. Okay. Yeah. Is your nuke SS also ESP? No, so that's the foundation. That's the Glow, Glow Z-Glow. I think oh, okay. it's Z-Glow Nuke SS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay, so nuke overstable. How what what makes you choose between the nuke and then we head down to the destroyer? Yeah. So um, as I like the feel of the destroyer better. Okay. So if it's a shot where I need like super max distance, I'll go nuke. But nine times out of ten, I'm going destroyer just because I like the feel of it better. Okay. So you throw the nuke. In theory, you throw the nuke better, but you like the feel of the yes. destroyer more. Yep. Okay. That is, <laughs> that is, uh, first off, I am totally with you. Uh, I like, for me, I throw raiders farther than I throw destroyers. And it's not even close. It's like 30 or 40 feet. But I'm with you. I love throwing, I love the feel in the hand of a destroyer. So I don't bag Raiders. Yeah. Uh, and so for listeners, I think you also have to decide this like this decision in your head of sometimes a disc feels great and the comfort and confidence that you get from that feel yeah. is worth it over having the extra distance. So something that I might suggest is if the nuke flies better for you or it flies farther rather than just leaning on that nuke get a backup destroyer and just don't throw it leave it in the bag Mm -hmm. and then just crank on that destroyer that you like a lot and as it beats in because instead of like sometimes i need that max distance shot so i'm going to throw the nuke you'll beat in that destroyer faster and then it's going to close that gap because it's not going to be such a fresh disc yeah just as a, a possible suggestion there. Yeah. Uh, how do you, Brad, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, no, I, it's funny, Silas, like I'm seeing your bag and I'm like reminiscing about my bag at the start of this podcast versus now. And mm-hmm. I, I had some of these similar, like, cause really, I mean, if you're being honest, the nuke and the destroyer, how, I mean, how much farther is the nuke going than the destroyer? Honestly, I, I mean, 20, 25 feet. Yeah. Okay. And, but you're more comfortable with the destroyer. It feels better for you. So, I mean, to me, like that nuke is gone. Take it out of the bag. It's not that it's not good, but it's just giving you less space for destroyers, like Robbie said, where you could even put in different plastic destroyers and experiment with that. Um, Just because you're already comfortable with the mold. What, what plastics your destroyer in? It's in Star. Yeah. Just the generic. Okay. So am I right, Robbie, in saying he could do a Star Destroyer and then maybe even a a Champ Destroyer, and the Champ Destroyer should be a little bit more overstable than the Star, correct? Yeah, you'd be able to crank on it a lot more. Uh, You could find, I mean, 
you could find certain runs of like the black Calvin Halo destroyers. Mm-hmm. The black ones are supposedly flippier than like the rest of them from this year. Uh, that's crazy <laughs> to me, but yeah. that's what the internet's saying, so it's obviously true. Uh, and we have those but, uh, Philo Halo destroyers here too, Silas, that you oh, can yeah. probably try out as well. Yeah. I'm imagining those are probably more overstable, right, Robbie? Yeah, I'd try one of those, and then really, I'd look at a Pro Destroyer. Okay. Like, have you thrown any Pro Plastic? No, I have seen it though. Yeah. I, I've I have been interested. I would I would be willing to bet that with the person with Hunter being your boss, there is no way that Hunter does not have a Pro Destroyer. All right. In his collection, you'll ju- you'll have to ask him like, <laughs> Hey, right. can I? I just want to just want to test it. I'll take yeah. the Fallen Creek. I can't lose it. Uh, just rip it. So Definitely. just as, just as an option there, uh, the thrasher, mm-hmm. when do you pull the thrasher out versus the nuke SS? Okay. Uh, yeah. So thrasher, I, I feel like the nuke SS is just a lot more flippy. Okay. So I've got to put a lot more hyzer on it. Yeah. Then, so it's just kind of like a max distance shot. Okay. I have less control over that nuke SS than I do the thrasher. I feel like I can throw the thrasher on a, just like a good golf line. Uh, So not like super high. It's more of a controlled distance rather than a max distance. Okay. So like if you were playing Trophy Lakes yesterday, you would probably have thrown the Thrasher more than the Nuke SS just because of the wild. The lines, the water, all that stuff. Okay. That is, yeah, that's fair. And I I think that's, I really don't think that's a bad thing to have a disc that you're like, there's no danger and I just need to go far. Yeah. Nuke SS. Like, that's that's two different slots, and I, I'm totally with you on that. Because uh, the Nuke SS is one of those, like, I feel like you can find a good Nuke SS that is super flippy, and mm-hmm. then you find some that are, like, you would think they have to be. You're like, that that doesn't fly like that at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah. if you got a good one. Yeah, I think typically that glow, Discraft's glow plastic is a little bit more stable. Yeah. Um, so I think it, I think it's great for that max distance shot. Okay. I love it. On backhand. On backhand. On backhand. On backhand. So your vulture, what what slot, like, what does the vulture come out? Yeah, so that's new um, in the bag, actually. Um, But that that comes out um, on forehand a lot. I don't even think I've thrown it backhand. Um, Interesting. You are missing out, Silas. You are missing (laughs) out. That's... Everyone... Everyone knows I love the, I love the vulture. What plastic is yours inside? It's it's TI swirl. I believe it's a ledge stone run um, of this year. Oh, okay. TI um, swirl. I have I bag a TI just a regular TI vulture um, that I found in the used section. It was just like look, it was glaring at me. I had to get it. That thing. Oh my gosh. Um, so my other vulture is a Z vulture, which I love, and it's it's kind of beat in now where. I can actually flip it, believe it or not. It'll actually flip up for me a little bit. It'll go um, very straight for about 220 feet, and then it will just dive. And I, it'll flip up, go straight, and dive. I don't know. I find myself need, needing that line a ton. And, it, I mean, it didn't. It was pretty overstable when I first got it, obviously. But I don't know whether it's, like, how beat in it has gotten that it will flip up for me or how much faster my arm has gotten i'm not sure maybe probably a combination of both uh but the ti one is definitely more flippy than the z uh and again i don't know the history of that one it's like really beat and you can tell but um it shocked me how much more distance i got out of the ti one and so that's just a tangent but um the vulture is like really 
how does your vol I'm curious and sorry Robbie if I'm taking your question here but how does the vulture fly compared to your wraith yeah so I feel like the wraith just goes a little bit further and it's um, more overstable so that's a halo wraith um, and those are okay. those are pretty that that is pretty beefy for yep. e- even for me so. yeah uh, what is it one of the double G like the ring wraith looking halo wraiths do you know um I don't think it's double G. Okay. I don't think it's. I don't think it's got a name on it, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, it might just be someone. If especially if it's one of the OG Halo Wraiths, mm-hmm. those things are like. Oh. Yeah, I remember the so first time beefy. I throw it uh, through it, and it was so much more. It was the first time I, I had ever thrown a Wraith like Ooh. at all, and yeah. it was a, oh. it was a Halo Wraith, oh. and that thing was so. Overstable. I was like, "What have I gotten myself into?" My um. my favorite driver of all time is a wraith, and so that hurts my heart to be like, "Oh, his <laughs> only race he's thrown are the over super overstable ones." But yeah. honestly, star wraiths can also be very varied, and they're like, "You'll find a good one, you'll find a bad one." Yeah. Oh, so classic end of a distance drivers. I so yeah, I think. I, I feel like in a similar vein of the the nuke and the okay, so you throw your destroyer on backhand. Do you ever throw it or on forehand? Do you ever throw it on backhand? Uh, for like a flex line, like any flex out. Okay. Um, like an S line, I have thrown it. Yeah. Okay. But if you were if you needed reliable, like I'm gonna guess like three ten, three twenty of backhand distance that's gonna fade. That's where the race coming out. Or does the vulture kind of hold that slot? I think the the uh, the the wraith holds that. Okay. Yes. So the vulture would be a little too straight to hit that I, slot. You know, I haven't thrown it on backhand. Oh, you haven't thrown it on backhand. You said that. So I'm I don't know. Me. That's on me. That's Th- on me. Throw it on backhand. Yeah. I, I mean, real realistically, Silas, it seems to me like the vulture may, and I, this hurts my heart, but maybe the vulture is not even necessary. How you're yeah. describing it right now. Um, so I'd be curious Definitely. to see how you throw it on backhand to okay. see if it really gives you a different flight that you don't have right now. Cause I mean, yeah, to me, Robbie, and I think maybe your heat covers this, like you're really missing that super understable driver slash fairway driver. So maybe the heat's that for you. Yeah, I that's that's definitely that's a good transition because I think if the vulture if it works on a backhand, I think mm-hmm. the wraith can come out, and I think if the wraith if the vulture doesn't work on backhand, I think it comes out and you can forehand the wraith like it it balances itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's just the your distance drivers are all so closely grouped together. Yeah, and I feel like I'm just I I just I haven't found exactly what i'm looking for yet that's fair I'm so there's searching. yeah there's a I'm shopping that. around hey and good news is you work at a disc golf shop so yeah, like with a good right. use section and it sounds like y'all have one of the best ones in the world yeah that's the best place if you want to try drivers the use section at your local shop is incredible for that because Absolutely. usually people have also done the hard work generally yes to beat it in a little bit so right. it's not fresh off the shelf um, so fairway drivers, let's dive into those real fast. You have two fairway drivers in the bag. You've got a heat and a stalker. What do we use those for? Yeah. So the stalker, um, I almost, it, it feels like we can get to mid ranges, but it almost feels like a mid range to me. Um, okay. but, 
Um, it's I, I feel like it's really it's the only stalker I've thrown, but I feel like it's flippy for a stalker. I've heard other people talk about stalkers and like on backhand, um, it just kind of like flips up and just like rides straight. And then on forehand, I can just now it used to be just like a straight forehand disc. Yeah. Now it's kind of almost a hyzer flip forehand because okay. I throw it flat and it kind of turns over. Okay. So that's kind of that's kind of the stalker. Um, and then you said the heat. Yeah. Uh, the heat is I've had I've I've had that in for a little bit. Uh, just a really it's a really flippy fairway. Yeah. So either just um, backhand like flip up hyzer. Um, I I've n- I never really throw it on forehand. Okay. But, yeah. Do you throw if you if I put you in a field and I said throw your heat mm-hmm. on the farthest shot you can and throw your Throw your heat, your nuke SS, and your thrasher. Mm-hmm. What is the distance difference going to be if I said just crush them? Like get out there and crush those mm. three. Like I said, I feel like the the nuke and the thrasher are going to be like a twenty foot difference. Okay. I feel like the thrasher and the heat are going to be another like twenty feet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. And I think having that, having that slower, so you don't have to go up to the thrasher. The heat is flippier than both of those. Yes. So I feel like on a tighter wooded line, that could give you, that could be a good disc to like lean on when you can't rip up to a 13 or, because the Thrasher is a 12 speed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so mm-hmm. you don't have to go up to that max distance driver. The Thrasher could serve you there. That's so interesting you talk about the Stalker that way. Um, definitely we want to come, I want to come back to that, okay. hearing that on mid ranges. Yeah. Uh, so we are, we're moving and grooving. I want to talk about putters real fast. Yeah. So you have five, <laughs> you have five throwing putters in your bag. It looks like, yeah. and then you putt with hopes. So yeah. does that, do you have two hopes in your bag? I do. So I you do. have seven putters I, in your yeah. bag. Hey. I'm a seven. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. I'm team seven putter for (laughs) life. Uh, I have three pigs, two Emac judges, uh, a polecat, and a Luna right now. So yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being in the seven putter gang, but also I have seven putters and it's only four molds. You have seven putters, and you have six molds. Uh, so there's an inter- there's some interest yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so we have we'll just we'll start with overstable. Yeah. Saki bomb slammer, a pig, and a zone. Yeah. Walk me through it. Okay, so we'll go first. Saki bomb slammer, just a really super overstable forehand and backhand approach. Yeah. Um, throw it flat. It just hooks up. Um, you can also get some great like flex lines out of it too. Um, Absolutely. Just reliable overstability. Yeah. Super reliable. Um, pig. Um, the pig is very flippy. So it's I actually got it out of our use section. Okay. And it's like, I think it's R-Pro still, but okay. it's super beat in. It doesn't almost even feel like R-Pro. Yeah. Kind of slick. Um, but it just, like, I'll throw it flat. It just turns. So it's a very, very understable pig. Interesting. Very beat in. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And then um, zone. Yeah, I used to I used to actually bag three zones. And 
which is, you know, more of your mold yeah. uh, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I used to bag a photon zone, which is like my straight forehand okay. um, approach. And then I used to bag a jawbreaker zone, okay. which is like a little bit more overstable. And then I used to bag get freaky, which is like even more overstable. Super and bad. I found, I found that I wanted even more overstability than the get freaky. So that's why the Saki Bomb Slammer went in. Makes sense. Um, okay. And then yeah. the the Get Freaky almost took the place of that Jawbreaker one. Okay. So it's not as overstable as the Slammer. Yeah. Um, but it's still pretty reliable overstability. Yeah. But the Zone actually wants to fly unlike the Slammer. Yes. <laughs> the Slammer like comes out of your hand and it's like, where's the ground? Yes. Uh, but I do love that disc because I can throw it as hard as I want and I know it's only going such and such feet. It's only going 200 feet yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And that's, I think, when Ricky, that people have to understand when Ricky released that disc, if you've not seen the advertisement of Ricky talking about it, everyone's like, oh, R- Ricky's got the new pick. It's a, <laughs> it's a soggy bomb slammer. Uh, and now, like, yeah. Ricky still bags harps. Yes. So that disc is great, and I I would not view the Saki Bomb Slammer as overlap in that. Like when I when I saw Slammer, I asked I asked Silas when he sent us this bag, is that a Saki Bomb Slammer? Because if it's just a normal Slammer, overlap immediately because yes. like Trevor bags a traditional Slammer, right? Right. So mm-hmm. there's a difference between even those. So the Saki Bomb Slammer, totally with you on that. Sounds like the pig, I. The pig we might be coming back to, okay. and someone's going to clip this and send it and just, like, ruin my whole career. <laughs> but it sounds like the pig could come out of your bag. Oh. Uh, just depending on how these others go. And I, I just cried, like, internally so much Can about Can we just take that. a minute and just, like, let me just, like, let that soak in for a second. <sighs> okay, I'm good. But Go it's ahead. not it's not locked in. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe hopefully. So okay. Well, so we I think got, this. Yeah. I think this is proof that you can put your discs in. And Silas has already put this up on the screen. Thank you, Silas. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing his bag laid out here. Uh, and what what program did you use for this, Silas, or what app? The did bag you use for your bag. It's yeah. called like my my disc golf bag, I believe. Right. So there's a, a chart, a speed and stability yeah. chart that you're seeing on the screen, and that's just proving that just because that's normally what this disc is does not mean what it, what spot it holds in your bag, right? So yes, because uh, the pig in this case is all the way on the other side of that stability. Spectrum yeah, like that was probably like super side. confusing for yeah. you yeah. to see like pig, but like super flippy pig. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah. trust me, I got a super flippy pig. Yeah, and it is literally called my precious child. <laughs> but I also have discs on the other side to help yes. with that. Um, and I, I throw pigs in other slots. So if you prefer the zone, I would say rather than having a zone and a pig, those feel drastically different in the hand. Right. So it's not helping us to bag both. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we could just beat in a drawbreaker zone or something like that. But you also have a stud and a Luna. What do those do? Yeah. So the stud stud is like old, trusty, reliable. I've had that thing in the bag since like day one. Uh, just super understable. I just love just the flip up uh, backhand. It just flip okay. up straight. It's amazing. It's probably like my favorite disc in my bag. Okay. So it's staying in. It's staying in. Yep. No problem. No problem. And then what's the Luna do? Luna. So yeah, that's a, I, that's one I, I put in the bag and I didn't really know what to expect. Okay. Um, before I had a banger GT in that slot. 
Um, okay. And I quickly realized that those two discs are not the same because the Banger GT is a lot more stable than the Luna. I thought the Luna, it's in, um, it's in Big Z plastic, and I thought the Luna was going to be more overstable than it actually was, and it's just like straight to understable now. Okay. So I think that's coming out of the bag. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I then I can I will lock it in. If the stud flies that way for you, yeah. The pig, I would take the pig out. Uh, because when would you be throwing the pig over the stud? Uh, I don't throw the stud on forehand, and maybe I should. I if it's if it's old trusty, yeah, and you got a good forehand. Why not? All right. See if see if you can put it on some hyzer yeah. and get it to flip up, and like a touch. Uh, Brad, I know we've talked about this on the podcast. That uplink for him mm-hmm. was that flip up and fly really straight, like super easy. Yeah. Yeah. The stud could be that for you, definitely. Uh, pretty comfortably. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would. That I yeah, I can't believe I would ever say that, but <laughs> I. Well, see, and my inspiration for, like, that going in the bag was from you. So oh. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pig. Like, Robbie would be so proud of me. I, I, I Now am, he's taking me to, now he's telling me to take it out of the bag. But, I, hey. The pig isn't for everyone. Yeah. Just people that like birdies. So, it's, <laughs> uh, no. Let's move on to mid-ranges. Uh, we, are, we are moving along. So we have, you have two mids in the bag, and then we'll come back to that stalker and loop it in there. So you have a soul. I'm imagining to be super understable. Um, not super understable. It's a first run soul. Brad actually gave it to me, so shout out Brad. Um, You're welcome. But it's the I've I've thrown more flippier souls. Okay. So not not super flippy, I would say. Okay. But it does turn. It does turn. Okay. It doesn't come back. It de- yeah. So once it gets over, yeah, they see you later. But brother. it's not like useless flippy. Yeah, that's fair. That's if, fair. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, I I totally get that. I totally Wait. get that. And that's some people love useless flippy for certain shots. Yeah. That ain't me, but that I I can see why they would want that. I can mm-hmm. definitely see that slot. Yeah. So another disc you have, I honestly you sent it and I was like, that is so rare of a disc. You have a a VIP air warship. How does that fly for you? Yeah. So the the whole reason it's in the bag is because it's white, and I dyed it, so it, it's got a really sick dye on it, and uh, that's about the only reason I have it in the bag, just to flex, just to flex my dyeing skills, uh, because it looks very cool to me, and I'm proud of how that disc came out. I I respect it. Okay, so we don't throw it. Uh, it's like it, it's very flippy. Okay, is it flippier than your soul? Yeah, that's okay. That I I thought that would be the case. This is just another. Brad mentioned it, and you can see the graphic on the screen. This the warship is a very neutral disc, and it's on its own. But when you get it in the air plastic, it's going to be lightweight, and so when it beats in at all, it's going to flip even more. So that's just that makes a lot of sense to me. That yeah, like so in my mind, could you take out the soul? And just have the, or is there a fear of you have the soul and the the worship because you don't want to lose the worship because it looks so good? Oh no! I, if I lost the worship, I I would be I would be okay with it. Okay. 
So if if I lost the soul, I Brad would be um, looking upon me like like he just disowned me as a child. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I gave that to Silas a very. I mean, what probably over a year ago, right, yeah. Silas? Yeah, it's been a long time. Okay, so stalker stalker is your straight option, straight. But you said it's going to flip up. Does it come back at all? Like, does it fade at all? Not at a end? whole lot. Okay. It just kind of like straight, yeah. Okay. I don't, I, and I think isn't like a, a normal stalker like pretty overstable? Yeah. Or are they more straight? I don't know. I think it just depends. Okay. Uh, for a faster arm, it's going to be a really straight disc. It, I, I would liken it to an eagle or a T-bird. Oh. You hear people okay, talk about wow. those. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that's to me that's discrafts. Because I think flight numbers are like seven five minus one two okay. something like that. Yeah, it's pretty beat in too. So like I did not beat that in myself. Yeah, I don't I don't take credit for that. Um, <laughs> but it does fly very nice. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a world if that's flying for you in that slot. There's a world you could get another stalker. Yeah. That probably would complement that a little bit. Absolutely. But that takes us to today's suggestion because I think that especially as a forehand dominant player. There, the gap that I'm seeing is when you jump from the zone for your overstable options. You mentioned a raptor. You've been throwing that. Yes. Uh, it's not on the chart, but do you have no. a raptor in your bag? Um, unfortunately, not at this moment because I did throw it in the lake at Trophy Lakes. Yikes. Um, mm. Yikes. It was, it was a great raptor, though, because it was beat in. I, I, I did beat this one in. Uh, just a great forehand with a slight fade. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was it was money. And I miss it, but hey, you win some, you lose some. You do lose some. That is that is the truth. So there's a big jump from the zone up to what will soon be, I'm sure, another raptor to fill yes. in that slot. Yes. Um. So there's a big gap. What fills that gap? What do we look at? And that's why we have today's suggestions. Brad, talk us through them. What do we got? All right, so Robbie had me try um, a couple um, overstable, I would say very overstable uh, mid-ranges here. So I have the MVP Pyro, and I have it in the Prism uh, Proton Plastic. And then I also have a Tour Series, uh, Macy Valadez Lucid Ice Justice. So that's what we're going to be talking through today. Um, so I will say too, Silas, this is a spot I know I've been missing in my bag and when we played our last couple weeklies. Um, I've had shots where I'm like, man, I wish I had like a, maybe a little longer zone that wasn't maybe, you know, cause my zones are not, they're not, they're still overstable, but they're not as overstable as they once were. Yeah. But I'm like, man, I really need to, I really need to get around this tree and flex around it, but I really need to get back and sit down. So I'm not going to throw like a vulture. I'm not going to throw anything else on forehand. It's going to skip too far and flare out. Um, so yeah, definitely this is a good episode for me too. Cause I've, I need, I need this slot and I've honestly been, um, unwilling to put an overstable mid-range in my bag. And I think a lot of it for me, and, you know, I usually talk about feel first, is the feel. The rim, like I, I'm thinking about like a wasp also, something like that. Yeah. There's a very distinct like rim shape. It seems like all these overstable mids have. Obviously, it's the, the physics of how they fly. Um, but they don't feel really great in my hand. So for today's episode, I was like, okay, I'm just going to ignore that. This is just, it is what it is. If I want this type of disc in my back, I'm going to have to just get over it and throw something that's like that. Um, 
I will say the Lucid Ice Plastic Justice. Um, it's uh, I really like it. Actually, I love the feel of it. Um, very, very sea line. If I have to be honest, it's it's very very similar to like a a new FD something like that. Um, it's a little gummy, but not too gummy. Um, whereas the Pyro uh, is a little more stiff. Still feels good in the hand. Um, you know, the gyro, the outside overmold is a little more slick than the uh, proton plastic. So I had to be careful throwing it out in the dew this morning. Uh, but the pyro is a little bit more stiff, which typically I like, especially with something that I'm going to throw forehand with. I like it a little bit more stiff. Um, so feel initially, they both feel pretty good, um, despite like the shape that's just a little uncomfortable and unfamiliar to me. Um, if I had to give a winner to the overall feel of the disc, um, Honestly, have to go with the Lucid Ice uh, Justice. I do like the feel of that disc a little bit better. It feels, it just, it felt, it made the uncomfortable rim shape a little bit more tolerable just because it felt good, so good otherwise. Yeah. Um, so obviously these are very overstable discs, um, I would say, especially for me. Um, I think the fade on the, the Justice is a four. For me, it was like a 400, if I'm being <laughs> honest. It was very overstable. Um, the, I think the Pyro is what a 2.5 on the on the fade. Yeah, something if I'm like that. Re- remembering correctly, I'm sorry if I get that wrong, but I definitely could tell. Um, it was definitely overstable, but not like I want to get to the ground immediately overstable. Um, so on flat backhand, and this is a common theme with the Pyro as far as distance is concerned. The Pyro would not on any line whatsoever on forehand backhand would not go any farther than like 230 240 feet it would not it would just it's like there was a wall and it just did not go past that (laughs) which is which at first i was like what the heck's going on but i'll wrap it up at the end i really kind of like that i'm i like knowing that and silas you mentioned it earlier with the slammer uh the sake bomb slammer that you just know that disc will not go above 200 feet it's just Mm -hmm. going to go to the ground so i think there's definitely a use for that knowing that solid distance and you're not going to blow past the basket or i need to make sure i don't go over this hill by the basket or whatever um justice on flat backhand went about 190 like i said um out of out of the hand on flat backhand for me this justice just wanted to go left every time it was like you know Think of the last time you threw in a crosswind, you know, right to left crosswind, and you threw like a, you know, just a neutral disc and it carries it to the left. That's what, it's like there was wind with this uh, justice. It really wanted to go left. Um, and what's cool with this mid is, you know, this grass was pretty long on the field I was throwing with. I was still getting a flare skip with the justice. Like that's how much um, how over stability it has. It was still skipping for me on the ground. Um, and as far as the, the uh, pyro flat backhand, uh, like I said, it would actually carry straight for a while um, before it decided to get back to the ground, which I definitely, what's cool, there was a lacrosse net in the middle of this football field, and I was kind of pretending like, hey, there's a tree right here, I need to get around this tree, because um, I feel like that's how I would use the shot on the course. So the pyro I'd throw out there, it would go straight and then dive, dump past the tree at about starting at like 175 feet or so would the, it would go straight until about then and then it would decide to go left and again still pretty overstable um pyro definitely went farther on every throw noticeably farther on every throw 
you know, 30 to 40 feet every time. Um, and I think it's because of the glide. I mean, the Pyro definitely has a more glide uh, according to the flight numbers. So I definitely saw that on flat backhand. Um, Heiser backhand, we can just, we all know what happened on Heiser backhand. I don't <laughs> think I need to go into they that, all right? turned over. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they flipped so far. No, yeah, they were all very overstable. I mean, I don't, maybe there's a use for this and I'm just not there yet, Robbie, but I don't know that I really need to throw a spike Kaiser with a mid range per se. Again, I'm sure you could, I'm sure there's some sort of random shot that that's good for, but I mean, these are like spike Kaisers. So I don't know if you really needed to get by a tree and you didn't want to go past 230 feet. Maybe I'm throwing the pyro on spike Kaiser, but really that's just, it is what it is that you would expect I mean, it didn't, they, neither one of them went farther than 200 feet from me. They just really got back to the ground on a hyzer angle. So, as a as a quick note on that, I will say for mm-hmm. those of you, the the shot for that is a spike hyzer with a mid range is generally more forgiving than a spike hyzer with a um, fairway driver or anything like that. Because if you don't get your like your angle right and you go mm-hmm. a little too flat with your you're trying to go a spike hyzer and you don't go so spiky it just comes out as a little hyzery the mid-range is mm-hmm. less likely to skip when it hits as opposed to the fairway sure. wants to come in just as a quick note okay. there uh because that is that makes definitely an important note but you're right may not be where you're at in your game right now totally fair yeah well maybe it should be again i think some of it's just an experience right yeah and that's yeah that's why, why that's here. yeah why i wanted to share yeah. that um, so yeah, definitely be thinking about that next time. Um, Anheuser backhand was like kind of what I was excited to throw. Um, again, I think there's a lot of utility in that sort of shot for this mid range that I don't have. I don't have, I've been loving the nebula and I mean, the nebula is not overstable. It does have a nice finish at the end, but I'm think I was trying to make the nebula be like super stable, like overstable, like one of these discs. Um, so this Anheuser backhand, um, flex lines for both of them, obviously. Uh, the interesting part was this uh, justice. It it just did not want to go right. It did not want to turn. Like when I'm when I'm gauging like Anheuser and Heiser shots, I'm trying to think of like straight from my front foot. There's like this line that's that zero line on the on any of the apps that show your stability, right? And I'm like, okay, how far to the right and the negatives does it go and how far in the left to the positive? So like the the justice, if I'm thinking like straight line here is zero, I mean, the justice maybe went to like 0.5, negative 0.5 over here. That's all, it was like, it was, a, it was afraid to turn. Like it will not go over there. Um, it would a little bit and then just get back left very quickly. <laughs> um, I even tried some like, what I would consider a roller angle Anheuser that I would throw with something and it would still just barely flex or barely turn over and then flex back to the left. Again, there's probably utility for that. My bag doesn't need that right now. Um, Maybe I did if I played some different courses or harder courses or who knows, but for me, don't love that shot uh, with the justice. Um, The pyro though uh, was that very like, cliche s turn that i wanted to see um i didn't have to put it i had to put it a little bit more anheuser than i would typically on something else so i did have to encourage it to get to the uh, turn a little bit but it did give me a nice s turn uh that i wanted every time again i'm looking at this lacrosse net in the middle of the field and i'm like that's a tree 
and I would kind of angle myself like, so I was like dead on it or maybe a little to the left and say, okay, I need to S turn this around, but I need to get back because the basket's on the left. And it did that for me every time. Again, did not go any farther than like 235 feet. Every time I did that, it did not go farther. Um, the justice I did get about 30, 20 to 30 more feet on the flex line though. It did keep it in the air a little bit longer, but, um, for me, the pyro, if I was looking for that S nice S turn, it really gave me that nice S turn without having to like give, give it like this abnormal amount of Anheuser. It was, and it would still come uh, fade back to the left. So, um, love that. So forehand, um, as you know, I'm developing my forehand, so it's getting there. And, um, you know, my zones, I, I've, two photon zones in my bag silas and they both are a little bit different degrees of beat in one is the one i've beat in and the other one is um the th that was my eight-year-olds and he has just destroyed it so it's like actually a little flippy which is funny it got left on a roof for like three weeks in the sun last summer nice. so that's awesome it, it did some things it did some things to that disc but anyway um you know even with those even with my um even with my uh, crystal flex, like get freaky zone, which I lean on heavily. Um, I'm not, I think I said it before, 150, 180 feet out. Like I feel very comfortable with that disc. I feel like I'm pretty accurate. Um, but it's not something I want to say is like super overstable for me. If I need that shot, it is consistently overstable, but not like I need to flex this. I wouldn't feel comfortable flexing, uh, doing a flex forehand with my get freaky zone if i'm being honest yeah. so flat forehand with the pyro and um the justice i keep almost calling the justice the felon because it flies exact it flew exactly like that fusion x felon that i did on one of the first episodes um it's just like the mid the mid-range version of that in my mind yeah. um so flat forehand um, you can imagine now I will say the justice was a little bit more forgiving. If I like rolled my wrist a little bit or something like that, it was not ever turning over. It was not a flexing at all. It just would come out, um, and get back to the ground again, 200, 210 feet was like max distance on that. You can probably guess the pyro. It would come out pretty relatively straight and it, um, would give me a consistent fade back, but would not go farther than 230 feet, even on forehand, just. It wanted to go there. Uh, I will say I did feel like I got the turn or sorry, the rotation necessary on the pyro. So it did like carry straight farther with that consistent overstable finish for me. I guess it's the only difference in flight from the flat backhand versus the flat forehand is if we're talking about um, the fade and things like that. Um, Anheuser uh, forehand. Um, Again, I could get a nice S turn out of the pyro, just like I could on backhand, and it was very consistent fade out. Um, and then you can imagine the uh, justice was this, um, I couldn't really get it to flex a whole lot for me. It would flex a little bit more on forehand than it would on backhand. Again, I think it's just a matter of like getting it up to rotation a little bit closer to its, what it wants to be. Um, but it was still consistently overstable and did not wanna uh, give me that nice S turn that I really wanted to see on the Annie. And then Heiser forehand is the same way. Um, I do see maybe a use now that we talked about it, Robbie, on a Heiser release forehand with both of these discs. Um, Cause I did try them uh, maybe a little bit out of frustration at the end of this. Um, I just kind of chucked them as hard as I could on a uh, Heiser forehand. And I love, they, they actually went pretty far. Um, 
again, as far as like linear distance, they didn't go any farther, but like as far as power and height, I still got a, a decent amount of height on these throws. And when they hit the ground, they smacked down, flipped a little bit and sat, which again, yep. I think is a little bit better and more forgiving now that you say it, than if I'm going to throw like a, a vulture or a, a raptor that way, For sure. I would, I would definitely be afraid of, uh, afraid of missing the angle and a skip or a roll away sort of a uh, cut roll situation. So I definitely see the value there, um, in those. So I guess key takeaways, like I said before, the lucid ice justice is like the Fusion X felon of mid-ranges. So this d disc is super, over for me, super, super overstable. Um, oh, I will note too that the Pyro is 176, and I guess the Justice was 173, but um, definitely the Pyro felt heavy for sure. But again, I think that's valuable if you want something to stick and sit which is kind of the shot I'm going to throw. Um, I love that the pyro would not go farther than 230 feet for me because it seems like there's like a, a weird gap in my game where if something's like 200 feet to like 250, 260, I don't really know what disc to lean on. I feel like I'm going to overthrow the driver and I feel like I'm not going to get there with maybe like a zone or even if I like throw a challenger OS or something like that, I don't feel like I'm comfortable in that distance. So maybe, and again, if I'm being honest, the pyro and justice are probably aren't for me personally. Um, but this type of disc that I can know the distance it's going to go. And I know that it's overstable and I can flex it. I think I really need that disc, but, um, I really love knowing that it's not going to go. A disc is not going to go farther than X feet. So hopefully I can find that maybe in another overstable midrange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely am missing the spot too, Silas. So um, Robbie, I'll throw it back over to you. You're the expert here. Um, that's how they flew for me. I, I mean, Silas's forehand's obviously better than mine. So maybe you have some tips and tricks there, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Personally, I don't find a clear winner on my end. I, I did like the pyro. The pyro was almost there for me, yeah. but it just, I feel like it's still, I feel like there's a better option for me still. Yeah. So I think you kind of nailed it on the head of I, you, Silas, you have a strong forehand. You love your forehand. Do you often find yourself throwing your get freaky on flex lines at all? Um, not a ton, not a ton. I will say I, I, I feel like I throw it more of flat. Yeah. When I, when I do throw it. Yeah. Um, but you love, but like flex lines on a destroyer or a nuke are yeah. pretty comfortable for you. Yeah. So I think this could be a, and when you had RIP, the Raptor, but when you had it, were you throwing in on some flex lines at all? Uh, at times, yes. So I think if you like the flex line shot, uh, I think if I was teaching someone a forehand, I wouldn't like say you need to throw a yeah. ton of flex lines because I think it creates bad habits. But that's not me saying, oh, yeah, you have a bad forehand. If you already have that shot that you comfortably throw, I don't. I throw flex forehands because it's a shot that you need to have in mm -hmm. your game. And I think this could fill a really comfortable slot. Brad mentioned that the pyro has a two-and-a-half fade. I personally think that number is a little off. I think that fade is a little higher. I would put it up to like a three um, okay. all the way because agree with that. I don't – when I think of two and a half fade, I've seen discs that like like a T Bird or your um or your Stalker as a great example has mm -hmm. two fade. 
but you don't feel like that stalker actually has two fate. Yeah. So if you throw the pyro and the stalker side by side, I don't think you would say, oh, it's just a 0.5 difference. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that, audio listeners. Uh, got all choked up just talking about fate. <laughs> so the I think that flex line option could be something really strong for you. Okay. That especially you find yourself in the woods and you need, because you're Saki Bomb Slammer, I bet you can throw yeah. on some flex lines yes. pretty comfortably. Yeah. So what if I need to flex around this tree and it's 250 feet? It's going to be a touchy destroyer shot. Yes. It's going to be a pump for the slammer. Bada boom, bada bang. There it could be go. a justice. It could be a pyro. So uh, I feel that there's not a lot of times that you need the 320-foot flex shot. But when you find yourself scrambling, which, let's be real, guys, if we're not pros, we scramble pretty often. Oh, yeah. So That's the truth. if I were building a new player's toolbox i would try to make sure that they had every shot covered 250 feet and in yeah before they had every shot covered up to 400 feet like that's you're just going to find yourself needing those 250 every hole no matter how long it is 250 feet is going to come into play yeah every hole 500 feet may not be in play so uh i definitely i think you can get back to like when we get back to the shop when you back it up there, I would, if I were you, I would feel both and see which one feels more comfortable in your hands yeah. uh, and see, uh, yeah, which one do I want to lean on? And I would try that out uh, for a little bit and think of it in that flex line overstable shot. And I, I think Brad nailed it on a backhand. I don't know that these discs for me, even I don't throw, I have a justice in my bag and I don't throw my justice on backhand very often Yeah, because I don't think these discs fly well. They're not designed for that. But on a forehand option, I think it could be a really good field shot, but also an approach shot, a longer approach as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I I would be very curious. Would you be willing to come back on and uh, let us know how it goes? For sure. For sure. Come on. Well, Brad, thank you for going and trying them. Uh, Silas, thanks for being on man yeah and thanks for all you do for our podcast uh we appreciate <laughs> yeah, it we appreciate you absolutely so uh this is this is odd because normally we'd like transition out and wrap things up and do all these different things but we actually want to bring on a special guest instead of our normal what's new in the warehouse we want to bring on we are in a different setting and we want to have those guests on to kind of talk about the store and see how see what's coming in the charleston area all right we have avery and dylan here at the foundation charleston store what's up guys what's up brad what's up yeah good to see you i'm I'm pumped to get down there tomorrow um i know you're doing a lot of stuff there getting ready for the grand opening uh so tell us a little bit like what do you what's what's coming i know you guys are in the background stocking some stuff right now yeah so we are just getting some final bits of uh, inventory in we got innova in yesterday about 500 discs uh, anything from star plastic to dx plastic we've got some really cool uh, dx polecats so it's going to be uh, really cool to nice. have people come down and grab some of those and uh, we have some lone star some west side gateway trilogy obviously and um, we're finalizing it today and tomorrow we'll be getting up the last bits 
Nice. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, Avery, I think has it there. We have a very special disc available for the grand opening that, uh, midnight dark horse nuke. So dark. You can't even see it. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful disc. How, how do they feel guys? Oh, they feel amazing. Yeah. I want to I go out and throw it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, um, so there, there's only gonna be what a hundred of those. Is that right? Yeah. 100. So yeah. Yeah. So get there, get there early, early, early. Um, I know what our grand opening people, there was a line people in there for like two and a half hours. So just make sure you're there again. You guys are gonna have what food trucks. What's some, tell us about the food trucks. What's going to be there for the grand opening. Yeah, we have a couple food trucks lined up. There'll be, um, uh, Lasant, uh, food truck. Uh, they sell like Southern food. So hamburgers, hot dogs, uh, uh, Philly cheese steaks, things like that. And then we'll have, a, um, delicious a booze pops trucks out here for, all the uh the cool down popsicles and things like that nice awesome cool well i'm looking forward to all the food trucks for sure so um it's going to be a fun environment it's not, not just going to be standing in the line waiting for something there's gonna, everyone's going to be there um a bunch of the creators are going to be there doing signings i'm sure we'll all of us will be in and out saying hi to everybody so it'll be a fun environment just not a line to stay in um yeah and you mentioned the the nukes here um i'm also bringing out a few special things that brody had sent over like we'll have some janice thrashers nice. that will nice. again very limited um have these very beautiful beautiful um dark horse undertakers um and then I'll have some Brody Avenger SS's along with a few other custom Brody stamp disc. Um, typically you can only get those in his Discraft store, but Discraft was very gracious and allowed us to grab quite a, quite a few of those. And, uh, you know, a handful of them are going to be here in our, um, forest location, but we're going to bring some down to you all as well. So not only will the nukes be there, but there'll be several other exclusive dark horse discs. So please come, um, just enjoy the environment. I mean, really it's going to be a great time. They're going to have all the discs that, uh, we have in our retail store here in forest as well as online. And if you, if it's in the foundation store somewhere, it's going to be in their store. They have, um, everything, but DGA, there's been a delay on that, but literally everything else. So, um, I'll be bringing that down and I also be, I'll be bringing down, you mentioned, um, Innova plastic, just got some of their, um, factory store stuff. And so I'll be bringing down a few of those for, Sweet. to be on the shelves as well. Awesome. So, um, very excited. I appreciate all the work you guys are doing. You guys have been working so hard on this, getting it ready for everybody. So I can't wait to be down tomorrow. See it. Um, I will say I'm very jealous of your, your checkout counter. It is way better than ours up here. So, um, yeah, we're definitely going to be where I told Hunter the other day that we can't let their desk be better than ours, Hunter. We've got to, we've got to get a better desk in here. So, um, love it. Thanks for all that you guys are doing. And, uh, anything you want to say before we cut out here to the wrap up, um, for any uh, listeners or any uh, Charleston folks uh, for the grand opening. Charleston's excited to have everyone come from out of state, out of, you know, any distance. There are people who are coming, traveling hours away. We're going to put on a, a good show. We're going to have people here uh, buying discs. We're going to have everything that everybody wants and hopefully enough. But uh, you definitely want to get in for the uh, 100 midnight nukes. Get here, get in line. Uh, we'll be opening at five on Saturday, the sixteenth. Yeah, we just want to awesome. say thank you, yep. to, thank you to Brad and all the foundation guys for making this a very special week for us. Yep. Yeah. I'll, well, we we thank you guys because we couldn't, you know, it's because of people like you that cool things happen. So you're putting in the blood, sweat, and tears. So thank you guys. We appreciate you a ton, and can't wait to be down there with you. So we'll see you soon. Awesome. All right, y'all. 
I am so pumped while y'all were talking. I am just roaming around the shop thinking to myself, man, I hope that the other people who are coming here to the checkout, I hope they don't buy this disc because I will 100% be picking up some new plastic while I'm here. Pumped for Foundation Charleston to open. Are you are you excited, Silas? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, like you said, it's not just us, Foundation, going to be here. You're obviously here. Brody's going to be here. Uh, tons of other overthrow, tons of other YouTube channels going to be here for signings, for you know, all of this uh, collabing. You're going to see videos on everyone's channel. It, it's just going to be a great time, and uh, I'm super excited. Yeah, it has been incredible. Yeah. Brad, we're excited for you to get down here, man. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, me too. Yep, going to bring the wife and boys down too, so they're excited to go out and watch some good disc golf and see all the people we watch on YouTube all the time. Yeah. So um, shout out to everybody for making the trip. Um, thank you for, to every, all the fans and customers coming to support local disc golf. Very, very important. I know Charleston's booming with disc golf. Let's keep it up. Let's get people in the store. You're going to have a knowledgeable staff that knows discs, and um, we're going to keep them stocked up. So they're going to have all the latest and greatest stuff all the time. So please support your local disc golf shop. Please stop by for the grand opening. Again, we're going to have those uh, midnight nukes there, which are going to be awesome. Brody's going to be there to sign them. Uh, I I teased a few other little um, exclusive Dark Horse discs that are going to be there as well. There's very few of those, so please... If get there early. There's going to be a line. Get there early. Um, it's going to be food trucks, so you have some good eating when you're um, standing in line. So or, I'm just so excited. I'm I'm more grateful and humbled probably than anything. Yeah. It's so cool to just have the support and all the people showing up. And um, I know I don't. We probably say it a lot, but we appreciate everybody. Um, without you all, we can't do what we do. And uh, thank you for supporting us. Yeah. We just we love what we do, and hopefully we're some value to you. Yeah, we appreciate all of you listening, all of you tuning in. For our YouTube watchers, make sure that you uh, make sure you let leave us a comment. Let us know uh, what is. Let us know for today's giveaway. We want to know what is your favorite type of shoe that you wear when you're going to be running over here to the foundation store here in Charleston. So let us know favorite type of shoe for you, for sneaker heads out there. Ed- educate me because I wear basic black Nikes, uh, because I am a basic human being. So I am grateful for all of you listening. Let us know in the comments below. And remember, as always, if it's good, keep it in the bag. See you next week.